Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929. At Arundel Mills, must be 21, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to 87.1, Caroline Radio, KCGN Bakersfield, and Blind Advocate Radio. Welcome back, listener. How are you doing today? I'm glad you had a good week. I'm doing all right. I'm hanging in there. Uh, This is Aaron's Opinion, the podcast for blind people, where we talk about issues in the blindness community. This podcast can be heard anywhere, almost anywhere you get your podcast, along with YouTube um, and, and Twitter and all of that. Follow us there. Follow us basically everywhere. I'm very proud to say that also you can follow Aaron's opinion on Patreon. If you want more info, send me a message. Anyway, uh, we are, for the second time today, we're speaking to someone uh, from the UK, specifically a man from London, England, a city I've been to once. By the way, I lived in England for three months. I love England. It's a great place. His name is Harry Milat. Um, and he would like to speak to, to you about several things, but I want to give him as much time as possible for him to talk about his interests and his work that he's doing for a startup in London that, well, helps blind people. Harry, when I read your post on Facebook and when I saw this information on Twitter, um, I, I was a little confused, and from an American perspective, I don't have enough information to know exactly what the company does. So why don't you start from the beginning? I'll mute my microphone and tell us all about everything. Uh, go for it. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah, my, my name's Harry, and um, yeah, I think I've, I've just finished my second year of university doing like a sports marketing course, and I was looking for like internships and different things to do. And um, yeah, I think we got like an email from our university about, I think, yeah, Ishan, who sort of owns the startup, he messaged about, I guess, getting an intern to do like digital marketing and take over social media. And yeah, the company was, well, is still, it hasn't finished yet. Um, but yeah, it's VIP World Services, so it's a visually impaired people world, which is a company that designs solutions for visually impaired people across across the world. And the app that we've, well, that's been in development before COVID-19 and that's, hopefully going to go into development after COVID-19 is called Travel Hands, which is an app which helps paired, um, visually impaired people with verified volunteers to walk walk safely to their uh, destinations. Um, I think obviously at the minute it's only sort of being sort of tried and tested in London, but I, I don't know whether with expansions they'll be able to go to different places. But um, but yeah, that, that's that's the sort of the sort of, I guess, strong idea at the minute of, of what the app is. That's sort of the yeah, simple, simple, simplified version of, of events, really. But, um, yeah. Got it. Um, I think, um, so, from an American perspective, I think that it is both an interesting concept, and I also think it's a concept that would not really work very well in the States. Um in in general, blind people in the States either tend to depend on their immediate family or they depend on friends or they use public transportation. Um, I, I don't see blind people using this service in the United States. Um, it would, it would, I I would have some I, I would have some reservations and some concerns about it. Um, I'm not terribly sure that blind people in America would be comfortable with this, um, with just having a stranger, you know, stand next to them and walk them to a destination. You know, uh, blind people in America would say that that's kind of not what we would consider to be socially. Um, acceptable um, in many in many cases, um, but have you have have you tried this app or this service or this program in London? And what what have the result results been so far? 
Yes, I think it's been tried and tested in London before COVID-19 sort of all kicked off. But um, yeah, I don't know too much about how, how it worked before that. But I think there has been sort of quite a lot of good reviews and quite a lot of uh, good responses from that. Cause I, think in, I think from like some of the data we've received, it was sort of like in London, uh, volunteers, um, yeah, volunteers volunteer for like 12.6 hours per week. And I think they're sort of, their sort of, I guess, problem with that, with bid volunteering was that there was a lack of flexibility in their work. So with the Travans app in that, I guess, walking people to their destination is only like a 10 minute, I guess it's like short journeys because I think uh, visually impaired people in London anyway, I think they have a, a free, like some sort of um, travel card, which means they get free public transport. But then before, well, I guess a lot, of, a lot of visually impaired people at the minute would, who aren't comfortable maybe walking in public, especially in London, which is quite a congested part of the UK being like a, a massive city. I think they'd have to get a taxi, which I think for... Uh, two miles I think it's £2.50 so I think over, over a month um, transportation costs of that sort of add up to a, on an average of about £40 so then with this app in walking with with someone to that making that short trip that would sort of I guess slash their costs that they're they're paying to go to this go to get to public transport and they'll be able to talk with a talk with a volunteer walk I guess keep fit and healthy and, and talk talk to someone who's willing to help and I guess the volunteer will be able to volunteer and fit it around their work as well I guess it's not a massive chunk of their day they have to work around I guess with it being a little 10 minute walk destination they can sort of work it into their day and it's quite flexible so I think with the volunteers they can fit it into their day and I guess with the visually impaired person it's something that enables them to keep keep fit keep walking I guess can save money in the long run as well and perhaps they can talk to a volunteer and get to know them and, and who knows where that where that goes they can sort of form a relationship there of a friendship or something so I think it's sort of I guess has a lot of different aspects to it as well of sort of bringing the community together and, and keeping fit, keeping fit mm, healthy, I think. Mm, cool. Cool, mate. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Um, and what does your company do as far as the, the vetting process for a volunteer? You know, um, I, I've done, I've been working online for five years as a, as a, as a teacher, I teach English as a second language. I work for company X as I call it. Um, before I joined Company X, I had to send in some credentials, you know, put together a video, you know, nice to meet you type of thing. So how do you know what, um, and I, I, I think it's a really a fascinating concept, but our, our listeners, especially American ones, would want to know, well, if I'm using this app, how can I trust the volunteer? After all, in America, there have been um, many great experiences with Uber drivers, but there's also been a lot of problems with Uber drivers and a lot of problems with these types of apps and organizations as it relates to finding people who, quite frankly, have the heart and have the maturity to, to, to do the task properly. So what, what, what can you tell me about the process, the application process and the vetting? Yeah, I'm not sure about the, how the application how the um, application pro uh, process works but um all volunteers are verified volunteers i guess they'd all have certain checks that need to be done and like dbs checks and whatnot to make sure that they, are, they have the right intentions as well um and that all that will go through ishana through the company um so you know they are the right people but um yeah of course that that is a concern i think in probably certain parts of the uk or certain parts of the world you know different people have obviously the wrong intentions but um well, yeah, people... and and as right right and and uh, and on top of all of that having someone you, you know i'm not i'm not saying it in 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 any way to be personal I'm, I'm 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 not i mean this is nothing personal but in america it would not be considered socially appropriate to have a stranger walking next to you and showing you where to walk because then other people around you would think if you're a blind person, they would think that you're not capable. Yeah. Okay. You know, I understand that point. Yeah. So, I think it's more just, um, right, right. No, I, I, I get it. I, I totally, I totally get it. I think it's really, I think it's a really interesting concept, uh, um, and, and useful, um, to some, to many degrees. So, um, let's say that, that the sighted person, okay gets kind of a kind of a, a request like uber right they see um well of course i lived in i lived in norwich um for three months at uea university east anglia but um let's say there is a hotel 
Um, and let's say there's a restaurant, let's say there's an Indian, let's say there's an Indian restaurant. Um, no, no pun, no pun intended, but there are many, there are many wonderful Indian restaurants in, in England. Actually, the Indian restaurants are the best restaurants in England. Um, so let's say a blind person is at their hotel. Um, let's imagine they're at, I don't know, King George Hotel, and they want to go to the Indian restaurant. So um, how does the sighted person know, know the route and how does the sighted person know the fastest way to walk there? Um, yeah, I, I, again, that's sort of like a difficult question for me. I'm not too much working on, on the app side of things, but um, okay, yeah, I'm, not, okay. I'm not sure how that sort of process works. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sorry, so, not your question. Sure, sure. It, it, fine, fine, Harry. Um, so specifically, what what are you tasked with doing in this company? What do you do? Um, it's more on the social media side. So I think Ishan, of course, having the, the idea and the concepts. Um, yeah, I guess having to start with one person, I guess it's difficult to get the idea out and get the word out. And I guess before, when I sort of looked at marketing and looked at startups and how people do, you sort of think, oh, I could be quite easy about making posts and posting content and getting the word out. But I think, yeah, there are quite a lot of, of people, I guess, working on different social media platforms and con contacts and people kind of um, yeah, con content to generally build up the social media platforms. I guess just generate a general awareness of the app or the concept and what other, other people would be willing to be a part of it or, or people think it's a good, good concept, a bad concept and whether people would want to Want to, I guess, and participate with it, really. Right, right. Cool, cool, mate. Has um, have you received? Has anyone else made the comment that I made about maybe a blind person? Have they ever said anything to your company on social media about maybe they don't want a sighted person walking them? Have you received? I mean, I'm, I'm, I, as you can tell, I, I support the idea, Harry, but I'm also puzzled by it. So I'm wondering. I'm wondering if any other blind people have raised any any apprehension about all of this. Um, yeah, no, I haven't heard anything on social media yet in terms of the comments of the group pages. I've, I've been I've been um, yeah, working on. I haven't haven't seen many people having a, a problem with that. But I, I can of course understand that. I think um, yeah, I can understand people being a bit I guess wary of someone they don't know that they've never met before meeting with yeah. them and then walking them somewhere. I guess. But yeah, I, I can understand that being a yeah. I mean, concept, look, it, yeah. it 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 it's a it's a really and the the sad sad truth or the 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 reality of our world today is that the the startups that you're working for it's a wonderful company. It's a great company. I I support the company. I I agree. The problem is is that a lot of startups around the world have truly have a great idea, but as far as you know putting it down on the paper. And as we say in American English, where they're making the rubber meet the road, you know, that's where you tend to kind of, that's where all companies like this all around the world would tend to in general, lose some traction, you know, some friction, you know, so that that would be kind of um, what I would, uh, what I would tell you about that. I mean, I've, I've participated um, with Travelize. Have you done, have you done any holidays with them? Um, no, not, not Travelize, no. Do you know what it is? Uh, no, I've never heard of Travelize, no. You've never heard of it? Travelize, no. Is that, so is that an American thing or is it? No, no, it's in no. your country, mate. It's in Leeds. Oh, right. Oh, and, right, no. and as an American, yeah. I can yeah. speak very highly for this particular British yeah. company. It so because of your work that you're doing for this company, you might want to research it. You might you might find it interesting. Mm. Um, it's a chance for you to go on a vacation all over the world, basically anywhere. Um, they pair. Um, they create a group of usually about twenty people, ten blind people, ten VIs as they say, or ten sighted people and ten sighted people. And you have an action-packed itinerary. Um, it's really cool. I've been on an Amsterdam trip. Um, I've been to Swaziland with them, and I took a my brother and I went on a trip. Um, one of the last trips before we had to stop traveling was a riverboat cruise um, down the Danube in in mostly Germany. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, that's um, that would be an, a similar type organization where basically all of a sudden, you know, a blind person has to trust a sighted person very, very quickly. Um, and basically you have to trust a stranger very quickly. The difference is that with tra travel eyes um, can be quite expensive um, and, and every, every quid is worth it. 
but it is it some of the trips are more costly than others so when you put the two together you end up with a group of people that truly has good intentions and truly wants to be there you should check it out they're mm. in leeds i oh, know definitely will yeah yeah, I'm. I, I'm always puzzled by that. A lot of British people haven't heard of it. It's a major, major, major company. Major. In fact, they won. They won the most. Um, an award for the most accessible British tour company. They're yeah. like a. Fa yeah. The. Um, yeah, it's it's really it's really interesting. I, I I tell you, Harry, the blind people in the states, um, for many reasons, really do not do a whole lot of traveling. Um, and I have never really found any type of company that even comes close to what Travelize does. Um, so yeah, um, that is th that is all all very very interesting. Well, um, why did you decide to get into marketing, and why why are you so interested in this marketing field? Well, it's a difficult sort of. Um... Yeah, I'm not. I'm still not fully sure of marketing. What I definitely want to get into it, if I'm being really um, honest about it. But um, I guess when I left um, my A levels, I was studying, I think, uh, sport. Oh yeah, PE and economics, and I sort of put them together and thought, oh, sports economics, and went up to Leeds to study sports marketing. And it's, it's been a quite interesting course to do. But yeah, I guess I really want to do like a marketing internship just to sort of see whether marketing's definitely want to go what the route want to go down, or whether there's different things I want to do. But um, yeah, no, it's been, been really interesting, I guess, in, mm. in, even just working in, in a general team, I guess, to sort of understand about, you know, what different people do as graphic designers, working on certain things, creating videos. And yeah, I think it's just, I guess, especially over like COVID-19, um, having something to do, I guess, just to give that sort of general purpose as well. Because I think a lot, a lot of people, I think even even myself, I think when I was younger, this probably sounds a bit weird now, but I remember like, sort of going to school, you, sort of, you see your grandparents and they're sort of retired, I, I sort of thought, I wish I was retired, but then throughout sort of COVID-19, once you sort of you finished your exams and stuff, there's not much to, to do this. And you sort of think, oh, well, you know, with the restrictions already going outside, sort of I'm waking up, watching a bit of TV and going on your phone all day, it's not, not really the best. So I think just having something to give yourself a bit of a general purpose was, was yeah, just quite, quite good really, because, um, yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not as looking forward to being retired now, I think, when I th actually thought about it. Yeah, yeah, that's funny that you bring that up because I stopped thinking about it too. Um, ever since the travel restrictions, I just work as much as I can on my online job. Um, my teaching, I do as much of it as I can. I do as much podcasting as I can. I try to stay as active as possible. But I, I, I tell you, it's without doubt, it's been a very challenging year without, mm. without, oh, yeah. any, without any question. Um, I had a whole, I had a travel ice trip planned um, about a month ago and they had to cancel it. It was a trip um, to Spain and uh, it was with travelers yeah it was with a and they had to cancel it it was with a group of students from hong kong the international school of hong kong and the international school apparently called travelize and said that the people in hong kong don't think it's safe for them to be traveling as a group so and then right after that then the then the foreign ministry you know really restricted travel i think and it was heavily reported you know in the travelize community what was going on you know so that was that was a bit of a disappointment um but i am really glad that i did not catch the virus myself so and i oh, really yeah. hope i really hope that everybody else gets better some of my yeah. students tell me that i'm bored that they're bored at home i say well do you have the virus no but i'm bored i say well i'd rather be bored you know, yeah. so it's, it's been, it's been a very frustrating year, but yeah, uh, we were going to do, I was going to do a lot more traveling um, to France again, because my second language is French. I've been to France three times, um, but you know, because of the situation and because of some other stuff that's going on, I just can't, can't make it out of the country this year. I don't know when I'm going, when I'm going to travel again, but I do know that probably it will be a trip to France. Hmm. Hopefully, oh, yeah. hopefully I would hope next year. So Let's go back to something interesting. You said that you, at first you wanted to study sports marketing. So can you tell me more about, tell us more about your interest in sports and talk about sports for a bit? Uh, yeah, well, um, yeah, well yeah. I've always been massively interested and massively passionate about sport. But um, yeah, I guess right from when I was younger, I guess I was sort of, I've always been doing the athletics or tennis and badminton and football. I think that's sort of been a massive sort of passion that I've always sort of had. And I guess even from a young age, you, you always play sports growing up, really. But um, 
watching it on TV, etc. And going, I think, yeah, my, my local football team, Ipswich Town, I had a season ticket there from yeah, about 2009 to like 2018 to when I sort of left to go to university. So that's always sort of been a big part, big part of me. I guess it is, in a way, it's, it's so similar, I think, to like religion in many ways. You know what I mean? I sort of, everyone goes to that stadium that is that sort of community and you sort of go there for 90 minutes and then you, you, come, you come home. So I think this, that's, it's like a massive part of culture as well. I guess it, um, obviously in America, there's sort of, obviously sort of soccer's obviously over there is like not the biggest, but um, yeah, I guess. But it's, it's, gain, it's gaining, it, it's, I tell you, it gains popularity. Um, hmm. And especially when America is in the FIFA World Cup, people gain an interest for it and are more familiar, familiar with it then. So, yeah, I mean, who's your, who, who's your club there in the UK? Yeah, be be Ipswich. Yeah, my like my local team. They're not they're not a massive. I had a pretty dreadful year last year. I think. Ips- um, yeah, Ipswich. Ip- yeah, Ipswich, I, yeah. So just yeah. just below Norwich. Yeah, so obviously fairly like which your university. It must be just just like an hour away. Just like it's like I, I describe the place as like it's just probably like a slightly worse version of Norwich as as a as a city in general. But yeah, <laughs> but, um, just like it's it's pretty. Now, 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 listener, listener, don't now, guys, don't don't listen to now, don't okay, don't <laughs> listen to that part, okay, okay. So we're gonna all right, all right. You, they just I just saw them skip ahead in the track. They just totally totally skipped out what you just said there. No, yeah. no, England is perfect. There's no bad city in England. Norwich is the Norwich is the best one. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean it's, it's a nice place. I, I don't not a massive fan of the football team. Obviously, being a rival of Ipswich, but um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, now what? Now once we really get down to the truth, it's it's all about the football. That's really what makes you hate Norwich. That'll really yeah, really that really puts the pepper in the tea. That really puts the nail in the coffee. I guess. Uh, I mean to run steep, but I mean it's well. I, I don't want to get into it, but I mean, we haven't beat Norwich for, oh, I think, 10 years at least. So really? That's funny. That's but yeah, I, I, don't, I don't want to talk about it. Let's, let's move on. Let's move <laughs> in the direction now, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, fine. Well, fine. So, so you probably, at some at some point, you probably had a dream of working for Ipswich um, as some sort of a manager or maybe in, in marketing of sorts. Yeah. Um, so um, are the right now in, in the UK, are, are the athletes even allowed to practice? How, how are they managing the situation? Yeah, well, I think, well, obviously in the Premier League, all the games are playing in Spanish season now. There's obviously just no crowds. Um, ah, ah, so okay. Yeah, so so in, in your country, they've decided to play the, prim, the regular Premier League season, but no crowd. Yeah. yeah, it's just the Premier League Championship are playing. I think League One and League Two have been null and void. I think the, the clubs voted to end the season because I think some certain clubs couldn't play without having the fans there because obviously for smaller clubs the gate revenue and the gate receipts are a massive part of the revenue a massive percentage of the revenue compared to the right. league teams with the TV th- money and i so, think yeah. that's true yeah it depends on what level what tier you're on if you're the first tier like the manchester mm-hmm. city the first tier but then if you're a lower t- i forget is now i forget is, is norwich premier league or, or are they relegated well, just been relegated. Yeah, I think a couple of days ago they um yeah just got confirmed relegation. So so they're level. They're down to the second tier now. So down, down to the championship now. Yeah. No, right. Tier tier two, not tier yeah, one. Yeah, not the, the top tier. Yeah, uh, not top tier anymore. The the second level, right? The level. Yeah. yeah. But you know what though? You have to be so talented to play on any team in England. It, it, it you would you would still be an amazing athlete even if you are on like the worst team. You're still an amazingly talented person. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think. Well, I think just I guess the Premier League and the English league is such a global league. I guess every you know all nations love to play in, in the UK because it's I guess the most globally represented league in terms of the broadcast. It's, it's shown in America, etc. The Premier League. Now it is. Um, yeah. And yeah, and, but, and that's and that's the point too. Is I think that British football and world football has has gained in popularity because now they're starting to do a lot more showing the games in the states. Where before mm-hmm. ten years ago, you'd have to buy a package. You have to pay extra money just to watch your own team if you're living in the working in the states. So yeah. it's a big, it's a bit, it's a much, much more football in the UK is much more accessible now, I think. But, mm. um, but now is 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 Ip, is Ipswich in the in Premier League? Oh no, no, nowhere near. No, we're um two two divisions like below the Premier League. Um, yeah, it's quite depressing, really. But um, no, I was, I was going to say it's been really interesting on my course, even just learning about. I guess I guess you'll probably you'll be able to like, add to this, but like just the general culture and the sport between UK and America. I think when we sort of look yeah. into like the, the NFL and baseball, I think it's a lot more. I think we have like we did. I've been to like a hockey match in like ice hockey match. Um, yeah, in, in the UK, I think it was like the Sheffield Steelers, and it was like I thought that was quite Americanized in terms that like there was like goal music and there'd, there'd be sort of. I think it's a lot more sort of 
I don't know describe it. It's just a lot more sort of entertainment based. I think it's a lot more sort of entertainment based, and there's a lot more advertising. It's a lot more. I guess it's a lot more commercial. I feel like in in the in the states. Well, uh, well, okay. yeah, probably yeah, no, probably a couple of months. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, what it is with football is it's different. We, when you have two 45-minute halves, they just show the ads the whole time, like on the on the uh, margin or on the rim of the screen. They have like a – oh, what's even the word? Um, I don't even know the word for it, but like a – Oh, what do you mean, like a billboard or – Yeah, but like during the World Cup, they're showing ads the whole time, like on the um... – on the, on the like, yeah, I guess the um, electronic boards on the side. Yeah, but like when you're watching on your when you're watching on your television, um, there's like ads that like flash around the screen, like on the on the perimeter of your screen on the TV. They're showing you ads the whole time. So yeah, I mean, they're still doing yeah. they're still doing commercials the whole time. It's just it's just constant. I think what you notice with the hockey is that they take more breaks. So when they do commercial breaks, they're able to take a break just for a commercial. I think that's what stood out to you. But it's all yeah. it's all really the same. But commercials are commercials. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I love I love during the World Cup as a as a blind viewer. I have a lot of usable vision. It is really it's fun to watch all the colors with like the green the green pitch and then all the ads like flashing all on on the boards like on the perimeter of the pitch. It it does look cool. And then with mm -hmm. the crowd and the uniforms, it really is beautiful. It's a lot of color. It's very um, it's definitely very soothing for for sure. All 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 of the mm -hmm. color, and especially during the World Cup, that's a lot of fun. All all the all, all the all the festivities of that. Have ha, have you been to a FIFA World Cup match, by the way? Oh, never, no. Oh, no. That, that's something I'm des desperate to go. I think there was there was the um, World Cup. I think is it 2026? I think it's like USA, Mexico, and yeah, Canada. I think there's the there's the World Cup hosts. I think for the yeah 2026. I think that's that's it. I think that that would be something I'd be a, I'd love to go to. But I think obviously tickets just like gold dust isn't they for the World Cups and stuff. So that'd be super difficult. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I yeah, I don't know how expensive the tickets are going to be or would be at this point. I don't know with the you know, if I don't know um if if they're going to be really doing that. It's it's that that's a little uncertain. Um mm-hmm. Oh yeah, how we found sort of I guess sporting events. What what sort of sporting events have you been to? That's about how like I've been to like I've been to well when I was I've only been to very few in the states because they're all very expensive. Um, and as for an American guy, I'm not. I'm not terribly into sports. I'm not. I'm not really an American who's you know whose life life completely completely revolves around it. Um, mainly because I spend my time teaching and podcasting and just doing my work and trying to, you know, be kind of keep myself distracted and keep myself active all, all at the same time. Um, but um, no, I've been to professional hockey. I've seen one professional basketball game, a um, couple professional baseball games over the years, but certainly not many. But for me, hockey, I, ice hockey would definitely be my, my sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's yeah. just like this whole sort of um when there are them the fights aren't there they are they're the sort of things to sort of that are just so that you never get them in any other sport you don't get them in like rugby or even in like the you know the big players and stuff you don't, I think hockey is the one where you, you are allowed to fight there's there's no it's just, that's yeah. just, it's just, just let, let it happen I find that's just bizarre really but that's, it, that's is. Crazy, it is it is it is cool it is it is it is bizarre and the fights used to be a lot more brutal because oh, back yeah. in the olden days they only had one referee so the referee couldn't necessarily stop it when it happened there's all sorts of stories of fights getting out of control and all sorts of weird stories like that yeah so yeah. now now they I've noticed over the years they're trying to make the fights less dramatic um and I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I think more and more children are at home watching things on TV. I think they're trying to make it more, um, more, more kid friendly. It's funny. Um, the uh, microphones that are used in American sports um, are so good that oftentimes you can, you know, hear the players talking, you know, through your, t through your television, you know, because the microphone systems have improved so much. So, um, it's kind of a joke, but it's kind of true. Um, if they if they um, do NH ice hockey games without a crowd, 
I wouldn't be, I'm not sure they would be able to televise it with audio because everybody's cussing each other, every, cussing everybody out the whole time. They would, have to, they would have to beep out most of the thing. So I don't know if they could really have audio with no crowd. I, I think it's very hard to like bleep live, isn't it, as well, sort of keeping up with the, what, what they're about to say. It would be incredibly immune. It would be very entertaining for sure for adults, but some people are sensitive about that, you know? Um, <laughs> but you know what? Let's, as a matter of fact, let's just say that this is the Aaron's Opinion podcast. Wherever you get it, we're talking to Harry Malat, who is doing a lot of great work for um, his company there in England, in London, will be right back. Welcome back, listener. This is Aaron Richmond. You're listening to the Aaron's Opinion Podcast on Caroline Radio, Blind Advocate Radio, almost anywhere you get your podcast, YouTube, Twitter, and of course, Patreon. We're very pleased to have Harry joining us from London. Um, what I want to talk about in the basically the remaining half is, so, you know, really, this question has been posed to me before. Um, how did you become interested in working with an organization that specifically helps blind people? Um, do you maybe have someone, have a friend who's blind? Do you have someone in your family who is blind? How did you become familiar with, you know, the blindness world and working in this field? What, what do you think? Um, yes, I, um, but when I got the, the concept sort of sent through, it was just um, on, on an email about a digital marketing internship, read, read more about it and sort of learned that. It was a visually impaired people, but I've, I've never had. I don't, I've, I don't. I don't know anyone who is visually impaired. I've got no one in my family who's visually impaired. I don't know anyone who is visually impaired. So it's, it's sort of like a new concept to me. Of course, I know about blind people, but I guess throughout this, I have I've probably learned a lot more about blindness in general. In terms of that, before I sort of thought, oh, being blind, you probably can't see anything. But I guess that's you know that that, that is a myth or a misconception in that right being right. blind you, you can still see certain, it's certain people can certain, see certain stuff but you, it's not always complete darkness and certain things so i think i have it's, i've probably learned a lot more but i think it's more than not, indeed indeed yeah it's not and i i have i have usable vision i can see a lot a, a, a bit um <clears throat> i will tell you that people who cannot see anything it's not about you're right it's not it's not darkness. It's just described, if, if they're able to, to describe it at all, it's described as an absence of sight, meaning that sense is, is kind of absent. It's not there. But yeah. many blind people, along with myself, are not able to describe well what it you know, is truly, truly like. Um, as far as, you know, seeing goes, what can you see? Well, it's kind of a hard concept. It's kind of a hard thing to understand for a lot of people, you know. Yeah. So specifically, what have you learned? What new information have you gained or learned by working with this organization as it relates to just blind people? And yeah, it was more, um, I think the thing, the concept in, in itself about the Trevor Hands app, I thought was a great idea when initially I started um learning more about it and i thought that's a really good concept that's something you sort of want to be a part of as a has like a greater impact on other people it's not something like i guess i'm sort of i'm currently sort of working part-time at tesco but you know, i'm sort of there to a means end of just earning the money etc and i'm sort of happy with that but if that was if i wasn't getting paid for that job i wouldn't necessarily be there but i think this having the positive impacts on sort of society itself is something i sort of want to be a part of as well but um yeah in terms of just about learning more about sort of blindness and stuff i think it's sort of just the myths and misconceptions about 
blind people or people with visually visually impairments. I think there there was a sort of thing when I started off. They sort of well, um, people not not necessarily liking the term blind because not all people are blind. It's more you I've been sort of yeah I guess sort of um told to more use the term but visually impairment. Right. And I'm and, and and I'm so I'm the so I, I want to teach you a little bit about that. I'm the I'm the opposite of that. Um, everyone is different, right? And and it's all it's all a spectrum. Um, I tend to not use the word impairment because it doesn't it doesn't impair, it doesn't prevent me from doing something. You see, so you know you have to think critically about what what impairment means, right? So. Um, you know, I, I I call myself blind, even though I see. I call myself blind because really I am. Um, so it it really depends on the person. Blind people um, are sensitive about this issue. Um, blind people in general can be sensitive about many things, but uh, people these days I think are quite sensitive. So blind people are sensitive about the word blind or the word about visually impaired i would say if you meet someone who's blind just listen for how they describe themselves um you know in the states i say i'm blind simply because i am but yeah i don't know yeah blind people are weird about that though mm -hmm. i guess everyone has i guess different sort of certain yeah. aspects and sort of things that happen with hearing and certain things that sort of that's not how they like to sort of hear it described. And stuff. I think it's, it's a sort of a, a difficult sort of, I guess, concept to, to describe in a way, sort of thing like how would you sort of, how, how would you sort of phrase it, I guess? Would you sort of visually impaired people, blind or, um, yeah, I guess it's sort of, it's, it's difficult right. to sort of right. well, right I, phrase I, sometimes. I say, yeah, I would say blind people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Right. But that's just me. That's just what I, that's what mm -hmm. I happen to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, okay, no, that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think it was also just learning more stuff. I guess even about um, I was even even about the little things like, even though I knew visually impaired people or blind people would would use te technology or smartphones and stuff, that's something that did sort of, I guess, sort of. I thought if it, it took me a while to sort of get my head around how how does that work? How would they be using a smartphone, etc. But I guess. Yeah, it's basically, I mean, it, it depends. It depends on the person and what phone they have access to. I have the Apple phone, the X Max. Um, and so Apple in general is, is really the best as far as accessibility goes, you know, for blind people. <clears throat> um, but there's voiceover that basically reads the screen and, and provides information, you know. Um, and then there's, you know, audio messages, you know, blind people depend heavily on audio, a lot of audio messages. That's why on Messenger, I was sending you audio clips, you know, because I think that sending audio messages to someone makes them a lot. It, it, it increases, I think, the accountability, I think, when you send a, an, an audio clip, you know, so. Yeah, I, 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 agree, yeah. I I've noticed. I've noticed that a lot of people do not send audio clips back to me, not just you, but most people don't send them back to me, which I don't, I don't, I mean, that doesn't bother me, but it's just, it's just kind of cool. So it's kind of an interesting thing to notice. Mm. Oh yeah. No, hundred percent. I think it's sort of like, I guess I'm sort of, I'm generally used to just texting and stuff, but then when you, when you actually think about it, sending a voice message, I, it makes it, does make it sound a bit more human, a bit more sort of you're, you are a real person, et cetera. It's, it's probably a bit more like having a I telephone mean, conversation, isn't it? I guess right. rather than, yeah. And isn't that, I'm just saying, I, I tell people, wouldn't it be easier to just to just do the audio clip? You just hold the microphone mm. and just talk. Isn't that easier than just typing, type, type, type with your fingers on the on the board? Yeah, I know. I, I think so. I think it's. I think when, whenever I think about doing that, then I well, I, I don't. Or when, when I'm on the phone, you sort of I don't. I never like phrase myself properly, or when when text mm. and then go, oh, I'll delete that. I'll come back and correct that. Oh, I don't want a word about that. It's right. okay. So that's and, yeah. so that's that's interesting. So there's still some some apprehension about sending an audio clip that you'll get it wrong. Mm. Yeah, I guess you might sort of say the wrong thing or, or you might sort of not phrase it, probably, oh, I'll delete that and then ends up just taking longer then takes about five minutes and you end up like doing about five audio clips, deleting them all and end up just writing, sorry, I'll just end up typing it instead. Probably that's probably what I'll end up doing. But I guess something that's over time, if you got used to doing it, you'd be that's a better speaker, I guess. That's, in, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. It used to be, I mean, I'm 29 years old. 
And it used to be in the olden days, people would send letters and that that was considered to be an art form because it was your basically your only outlet for communication. And if you were a really good writer, if you really knew how to write a letter, you could really convey a lot of important information properly the first time. Hmm. So it, it certainly is a skill, definitely the, the communication. But I think in, you know, I think most blind people certainly the majority or many of them who lived in, who are Londoners would have access to a smartphone, at least an iPhone, if not a smartphone. So. Hmm. Yeah. This, oh yeah. This is something I sort of, I never just think about before because I sort of, I've never been around people sure, who, sure. who couldn't, who had sort of no, just totally, struggles and visual. Totally, yeah. totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. So hmm. this um, travel hands, this part, this, the travel hands aspect of the company. So is that like a mobile application yet? Or is that still in beta? I get the apps still in need of development. I think, I think, I think there's no actual app we've got out there at the minute. I think, I, I think if we did start doing volunteering, it would be, you'd basically be paired on an Excel spreadsheet. It would be, um, I don't know, Dan, Dan is partnered with Anna and that will happen at a certain time. So I guess I, I remember someone messaging, saying is it similar to like Uber? I guess it's sort of slightly similar to Uber in terms of that, you know, if you need to go from A to B, but I don't think there would be, I think it would probably be partnered in advance. I don't think it would be like an instant thing. Like when you have Uber, you sort of end up booking an Uber and you see a car, walk, you know, see a car driving towards you and you, you know it's on, on its way. I don't think it'd be that that sort of thing. Maybe you might just end up being paired with someone and meeting with someone at a certain specific time, I think. I think that would probably be how it works. But obviously I don't know all the details that we can, Sometimes we've discussed this issue, I think, and then again, the coming weeks, thing you'll be able to get into much more detail on that sort of side of the company. Right. And I will, I will certainly, um, I will certainly get with him and, and speak to him about it. I, I hope, um, yeah, I will, I will reach out to him. Um, I'm kind of, um, it's a bit of a long story. I'm not going to, I'm not talking about it on my podcast. It's a bit of a long story. I'm going through something right now. I got to. <laughs> I got to I got to take things one one day at a time right now. So I only do I only go from podcast episode to episode, you know, one story at a time. But I will I will get to 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 Ishan and and talk to him. Uh, but you you're you're doing fine though. You're doing great explaining it the best you can like this. I think that I think that's really I think that's really good. Yes. Yes, to 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 be truthful, to 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 be fair and to be honest. Yeah, do you need do, do you do I do I do you need to learn more? Yeah, sure you do, and and I'm sure that when you keep working with them, you'll learn more information about how this works. The other thing that occurred to me, or the other, <clears throat> the other difference um, between this type of thing and Uber, is that you know Uber, um, you know, is 24 hours a day, but everybody's in a car in a vehicle. So how would you convince volunteers to work at night? Um, yeah, good, good point. I guess that's something that not something I've personally thought about really before, yeah, coming on the podcast. But um, yeah, I think that that's definitely a tricky thing. I think it'd be just different volunteers with like different schedules. They'll, they'll work around, personally, they might say, oh, oh, nights work for me. I've, I've got that free. Or I guess that's the sort of the beauty of it in, in, in many ways, that certain volunteers in London or in, in general before, would be happy volunteering, but it would just be the flexibility they'd struggle with. So I think with this, they can fit it around their day. If they're certain people who can, on well, nights that suits them or early morning suits them, that fits around their day. That would just be sort of different people, I guess, would, would suit different different times, different times. Right, right. But my my point though is walking around at night mm -hmm. in a lot of the world is different from driving at night. Oh so, yeah, no, very much so. Yeah, I think so. There would need to be some sort of a motivation to encourage someone to stay up in the evening and, and do this at night, such as we'll pay you more pounds. We'll pay you more if you're willing to do it. Right. Yeah. I think, I think in terms of the actual incentive for volunteers, I think yeah, initially there's, there's currently a sort of the thought that I think in measurements and I guess the more we'll like, we'll measure the steps the, vol the volunteers do. And I right. guess with steps sort of converts to the points. So I think in terms of the, the sort of the idea on the concept is hopefully we'll be able to get a sponsor who'll be able to sponsor sponsor the app or sponsor the company and then the volunteers who do a certain amount of steps at a certain point will be able to claim a reward say if we partnered up with a with a i don't know a, a, a small cafe in in london they'd be able to then ca um cash in their points for 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 a coffee or or, or some sort of um incentive i guess and it, that's that's sort of like the idea but then obviously 
you know, I don't know if that will change in, in certain points, but that, that's like the general idea as, as it currently stands uh, on this date. Right. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there would have to be some sort of an incentive. Um, mm. Maybe, maybe British Airlines can do something where they get a vacation if they do really good work for an entire year, they get a flight or something um or something to that effect yeah yeah mm -hmm. i guess just like make sure they feel they're, they're valued and their you know their, their work is you know really right well thought of i guess and yeah mm -hmm. yeah great cool so why would someone at, at, at present why would someone um volunteer for this company at, at present and when it mainly comes down to just for, for volunteering in general i think there is i think i went through this before i haven't got the exact sort of stats on me at the minute but i think there was sort of volunteering in the UK, and there was like twelve point six hours on average. Someone volunteers per week, and it was just sort of the, the flexibility that people struggle with. So I think with this, with it being flexible, being fairly easy, people can fit around their day. That's something people want to do. I guess you get that feel good of helping someone else, and and I guess being part of something, and it's, it's good exercise. You can walk and, and talk to someone, and I guess it's much give you a bit of a boost. I think I think in terms of everyone having a conversation, even having a conversation with someone, I think. In terms of being in being like lockdown and stuff, when you're done a conversation with people, I've sort of found it really does drain your energy. There's, you have no energy really. Well, rather when you, when you like meet with friends and you talk with people, I guess you do really get a real big energy boost. And um, yeah, I guess just general bringing the community together, some little bit of exercise you can do. It's very flexible for people fitting around their den, around their busy schedules. I think it's something that can be quite appealing. I think there are, there are quite a lot of people who sort of are interested in it, but yeah, it's, it's obviously sort of suits certain people. It won't suit certain people, but um. Yeah, I think, I think it's definitely something I think people will, will want to be part of. Right, right. Excellent. Great. And what was the motivation? I mean, again, you're going to say, talk to Ishan. <laughs> what, why did Ishan start this company in, in a very general sense? Do you, do you know? Yeah, I don't know the full ins and outs, but I think, um, yeah, I think at some point, I think he worked, uh, he volunteered with visually impaired people. Um, I can't remember exactly what it was he was doing. I think he was developing apps or, yeah, working with, yeah, some people doing something. And um, then, yeah, I think he got on the idea of, yeah, developing this app. I think there was maybe some some people maybe have said, oh, there's, there's this problem of with getting around London. And you might have saw a certain gap in the market or some some sort of problem. And, and this is something, I guess, to a solution to that, to that problem, I think, is obviously providing that solution to, to the problem, I think. Because I originally was starting this with two other people, I think one of, one of whom was uh, partially sighted. And um, I think since the COVID-19 thing happened, I think they've, they part, parted ways and um, had to go and back to their jobs and their sort of certain commitments that they had to do. So it's obviously Ishan um, sort of went solo with this and, and um, yeah, wanted to get interns to help promote the, promote the idea and promote the concept on social media, which was something he wasn't doing too much of at the time. So um, yeah, I think he just worked with their partial sort of people, visually impaired people and yeah, I guess saw a gap in the market, but I guess, yeah, you'd have to ask Ishan for the full, full sort of incidences sort of full could probably give you a lot more detailed explanation than sure. just there to be fair sure sure yeah yeah and now is 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 Ishan blind himself um no it's not no hmm. okay mm -hmm. In interesting and you and you are i think you are sighted right yeah sighted yeah yeah because i remember you 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 had some hesitation about coming onto this podcast for blind people being being a sighted person, that was that was also interest in also interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah, but I think the, yeah, there was more sort of the worry that if I didn't know too much what I was talking about, or or whether I sort of I, I didn't know what I what I would talk about, I didn't want to take too much focus away from if the focus of the podcast was for the visually impaired community. And if I'm not vision, if I haven't, if I've got my sight, sort of that's yeah, true. That, that you, was my hesitation, you, you but yeah. Were, the, the point is, as I say, it's a podcast for blind people where, where we talk about mm -hmm. issues in the blindness community. So this is definitely an issue that we talk about, right? The issue of being able to travel, travel safely from point A to point B. So I think it's more than appropriate. I think it's really quite, quite good, quite, mm -hmm. oh. quite acceptable. Um, and I wish that we had more people. Now, how did you, next question, man. How did you get into the particular Facebook group that we're in? You're cited. How did you get in yeah. there? Uh, yeah, well, I think when I think there certain groups that I've, that I've joined, you obviously join and they ask certain questions. And a lot, a lot of the time, I've I've always met, I've always stated the fact that I am that I am cited. But um, I'm joining because I work for um, yeah, visually impaired people world, and just wanted to get opinions and I guess 
yeah, learn more about the community and whether people be interested in learning more about this travel hands concept and want to be part of that. So I've always sort of mentioned that I am sighted and and yeah, that's sort of never been never been an issue. Or I've never been sort of brought up on on that on that point really. Oh, good. Just, yeah, good. I've sort of been yeah, surprised surprised myself in many ways, but yeah, no, um, yeah, I guess that's they've sort of accepted my reasons really. Well, that's that's excellent. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm glad that you have not really faced any form of uh, discrimination or problem from those groups. That's no, no, good. No. That's well, that's really good. That's so good. Yeah, yeah. Some people, and you know, the the other thing that I'll tell you about being in that in that particular group that we're both in is also not not to take things personally. You know, some of these blind people, um, a lot of them around the world feel very bored and very frustrated right now. So sometimes people that's say. Funny kind of they kind of say silly things and they kind of say things just just to get other people to interact with them so you know it's it's important it's important i'm telling you because other blind people have found it to be offensive so i'm telling you don't mm -hmm. don't be don't be don't be offended you know oh, yeah, no, i haven't had any of that on on, on the groups whatsoever i think sort of i guess one thing to sort of understand as well sort of that i guess in social media and i guess that is you know, everyone has an opinion and, and can write, you know, whatever they, whatever's on their mind sort of thing. So you've got to sort of accept that, that sort oh, of part true. of it. Well, so, yes, yes, yeah. you do. You do. But I also, I also think that there, that there is, there, there are some limitations. Mm. Oh yeah, 100%, yeah. Because you yeah, can't, you can't just talk social media's not right, yeah. Right, right. And that's also becoming just as frequent. Mm. Oh yeah. But I think that's sort of, I guess that's a lot more prominent now. I haven't had any experience of, of it personally, but I guess, I'd understand a lot more of it now with the frustrations and the situation that people are inside a lot more, probably have a lot more access to being on social media and with the frustrations and people's personal situations, I can sort of understand why that can maybe happen and for certain sort of, yeah, people, I guess. But um, yeah, it's one of the things. I think, I think that is being clamped down, down a little bit more, to be fair, throughout the years. So yeah, yeah. I think certain like bots and certain like trolls that are sort of, yeah, that, that's always been a bit of a problem, I think. Well, it, we'll always have the bots. Um, and yeah. that's a very serious problem uh, because they can they can cause a lot of damage and really get people wound up. But I also think that we as humans, we as people need to do a lot more thinking about these types of weird little bots and weird little comments. And we need to we, we need to think a lot more about, well, is this really a real comment? Is this really a real person? You know, because, mm, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, sometimes, I mean, I, I, I do understand it's confusing when a person has a disability. It's it's very overwhelming. I totally get it. But we also have to think critically about it and try and try to monitor it, but also try not to be bothered by it because it's simply a, a side effect of social media, I think. So yeah. some of the, so the, the group, I think we're in the same, well, one of the groups that both of us are in, I, I, I will tell you that, um that is a group where if you do say silly stuff they do kick you out i know you aren't you aren't going to say anything silly i know that but i'm just telling you that that group in particular is more is more sensitive and it it all comes down to who who's administrate the administrators of each group are different you know certain groups are very 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 rigid about about certain things um i i have a i have a um I have a WhatsApp group uh, for my show, um, which is only for, well, only for people who I send the link to. Um, so you would have to, I will give you a link to my show's uh, WhatsApp group. Um, it's a group for anyone who's participated on the show as a guest or people who have helped me to organize the show as a manager. It's a pretty, pretty cool place. We have people from England, uh, Jamaica, um, Tunisia, um, Nepal, America, Canada. Um, I mean, we've had guests from all over the world on this thing. So I, wow, yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. wide sort of, yeah. It is, it is. And I think today, I think that a lot more people are willing to listen to a podcast. I think, I think looking back on it, I think 2020 is going to be one of the biggest podcast download years in the history of downloads i think oh massively yeah i think i think the yeah. beauty of i guess a podcast as well that that sort of you can 
have that ability to connect with people from different countries and all over the world I guess that's sort of the beauty of it really from just your own house talking your own thoughts and I think yeah yeah I think it is huge and I think that podcasting has become massive that people just sort of love it on the go on tra- travel when traveling in, in the yeah. car or whatever you can just watch it on wherever the, exactly and I think the fascination I think I know what it is is that with a podcast, you're able to, when you are a podcaster, you have the privilege of telling someone else's story. You're able to tell stories and kind of be like an author and a creator and a show all at once. And if you're listening as a listener to a podcast, a podcast is just a constant flow of new information, of new stories. So I think the fact that it's all new stuff and new stories is what truly um, holds people's, you know, truly pulls people in that's a great places. escape isn't it i mean i'm not sure how, how interesting I, my story will be but yeah very, it, it is it is it's, if, I think it's if a it great wasn't escape, isn't it? if it wasn't interesting i wouldn't have wanted it so your story like is just as interesting as anyone else's don't let anyone tell you anything different so if someone's got a problem you know i don't i i, I take these things very seriously i take complaints quite seriously and actually i'm quite strict with guests and you've been a perfect one so um yeah so no you definitely you definitely belong on on my podcast i think now do 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 i also think sure at at the same time do i would i like you to get more info about certain things yeah absolutely but with with the information that you already have you're doing a great job have you in the remaining about four and a half minutes uh believe it or not time always flies um do you uh have you done a lot of traveling to the states Oh, I've been, yeah, I've been a couple of times. I think, um, yeah, I went, remember going in 2005 with like a whole family. There must be about eight of us, like, a, you know, grandparents and great grandparents. sort of went to, yeah, Florida. That was sort of the place to go. That was yeah, amazing. Yeah. I think we, we only went in 2010. I think we went to like then New York and then, uh, then, yeah, to Florida, like midway through. I think we had like four days in New York and then 10 days in Florida, something like that. So right. that, that was amazing. I think mean, that's sort of the place to go with. I think if I haven't been to any other parts of America but yeah it is I've loved well, those to go to the, and those are really the most famous yeah the mm. New York trip Florida Disney World I mean that's that's really cool that's a really yeah. one oh, yeah. I, I I would go to Florida any day Florida is a wonderful place to be New York I mean yeah it's hot in Florida but it's that's life mm. you know just go inside um <laughs> but it really it really is a be- for British people it's quite hot but for American standards, it's quite nice and quite quite pleasant, really, especially in, in the winter months, you know, in yeah. my part of the country, wherever it is, for, for personal reasons, I keep my location un, um, un, un, undisclosed. It's another long story. But wherever I am, it's, it's just unbearably cold in the winter. And these past couple winters, <laughs> baby. when when, when's the sun coming out you know we we can go through times of the year where it's too hot and then we go through other times where it's too cold but it's all it's all you 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 have to put it in put it in perspective but yeah america is fascinating about that it all you know the experience you would have in america guys it depends on it really depends on the city and it depends on the season so you could be going to a place that's super hot or super cold or you could be going to a place that's tropical or in the middle or it kind of it kind of depends. Yeah, I've never been to Hawaii out in the Pacific. I've never been to the islands that are you know under U.S. Uh, jurisdiction, um, but they are also very, 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 very interesting places, um, without uh, without doubt. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, oh yeah, no, I've never been to Hawaii, but um, yeah, it'd be, be great to go. I think that's one of the places that sort of does that very interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's it's kind of far, you know. It's yeah. the same distance. We are the same. I'm the same distance to you as I'm the same distance to Hawaii. That's how far Hawaii right. is. So Hawaii is five hours behind me. So it really is like going to England. So it's basically like another country. It's like totally on the other side of, on the other side of, of the universe. I don't know, listener. <laughs> hey, it's big. hey, hello. Yeah. Right. America's right. If we have parts of our country that are on the other side of the world, we must be big. Right. Exactly. I don't know. Listener. Um, are you in Hawaii? Hello. Hello. Do we have anyone in Hawaii? I don't know if I really have no idea if we do or not. I don't think so, but I wouldn't be surprised if we did. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't know. Oftentimes geolocation, it shows countries, it shows regions, but specific areas, 
tends to not show that part is of course less obvious. Oh yes. Yeah. I've traveled all and I've traveled all over Europe. Um, and as I said, in the UK, I was studying abroad there taking a French a French class, a economics class, um, and a uh, media studies class. Anyway, it was a I really... Guess, I guess the media's coming under. I suppose, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, I, I got into this because I felt like there are just not enough just not enough podcasts for blind people where people from around the world can come up to the podcaster and just have a conversation, have a fun time, having a conversation about something interesting. So I hope, my hope for all of this is that my podcast is truly approachable, truly interesting. And as I say, it just, I just wanted to help one person. If it helps one, I helped a million others. So today you've been listening to Aaron's Opinion. Uh, we had a very good conversation with Harry talking about the organization. I wish you, I wish you the very best of luck and have a good day today and a great day tomorrow. A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you can save at penfed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Rule the day the plant-based way with the new vegan mixed berry from Smoothie King. Powered by whole, non-GMO fruits, oat milk, and vegan protein, it's a dairy-free, plant-based smoothie you can feel great about. With 13 grams of protein and half your daily fiber, it's an easy way to get the essential nutrients your body craves. Skip the line and order online for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day.